Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek. And now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. And Yershinsky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate. And here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome to the second hour of the hot corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Is the club up, Mike? Yes, I just saw it. Literally 25 seconds ago, Joe posted it. It was up up a while ago. Sick of waiting. But then I realized that I posted the hours on uh, Twitter without even saying what they were. Just hour one, hour two, hour three, <laughs> club. So you could probably assume what it was, but uh, yeah, fix that. Okay, well done. Yeah, if you miss any of that, you can download uh, Primetime or this show on the Les Schwab Tires podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Radio.com is where it's going to be the easiest for you. Just say to your little device, hey, play 1080 The Fan. Bam. I do it all the time. Do you? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the only person at this station that listens to you all on a regular basis. Okay. Do you, Joe? Yeah. You you listen to the station? Uh, Joe, will, Joe will text primetime sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I listen to this show frequently, to, to this station frequently. <laughs> I text okay. Dirt and Sprague all the time, and they never say anything. Well, sign your tweets. I do. Or your uh, text. I do, and they're like, Who's this idiot? P. Harris, who's that? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's par for the course. Nobody here knows who I am anyway. <laughs> so I shut down. Life has been great. Since so I walk in, everybody's like, hey, you still come in here. We thought you were just a random guy that walked around. <laughs> like your key fob still works. And it's like, no, nah, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. In the baseball show and the podcast. Yeah, we got we got fair foul coming up at the bottom of the hour. And also, we do have to get into a little, probably a little Shohei Otani talk. Yeah. yeah which, oh, God, you know, with that, that coupled with Mike Soroka, like, Oof, Verlander's gone. Like Otani looked awful. 
And you kind of in the back of your head was like, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. And Scherzer got hurt today, so hopefully that's not a big deal. He says it's a minor hamstring. Kershaw's had the back thing in the beginning. I'm a little scared about some of these good pitchers. Anyway, so we'll get to that in 15 minutes. But I want to start here with the must-watch show of the season for back-to-back years. Here we go. The New York Mets are terrible. At being a franchise. At being a franchise. Yay! They've got... They are poorly run. (laughs) They are poorly run. They've got fantastic talent everywhere. But they don't know what they're doing. And they can't do a thing about it. And they can't do a thing. There you go. Uh... Now, you know, Pete Alonso struggled at the dish. For the Mets, they are a bad. For the Mets, they are a bad. Pete Alonso struggled at the dish, but that's okay. Short restart, that kind of stuff. Pete's a good hitter. Polar Bear is going to come around. McNeil's here, there. He's going to come around. He's a good hitter. Robbie Cano is the best hitter on the team right now. Yeah, he's breaking. Yeah, he's like actually playing really well, which is perfect because they're terrible right now. So once they get good, Robbie will go disappear again. Yep. Outside of Jacob DeGrom, that starting pitching is a disaster. And it wasn't supposed to be. And it wasn't supposed to be. No. I mean, Syndergaard's out. Stroman went down. Matt's isn't pitching well. They traded Wheeler, or they let him go. Rick Porcello looks terrible. Yep. Looks terrible. You had to know that was going to happen. Well, yeah. I'm still mad that Rick Porcello won a Cy Young in Boston. Hey, 20 wins will do a lot. <laughs> Four or five ERA. He's got the highest ERA in the history of Cy Young winners. I don't even have to look that up because I know that's a fact. That's Ubaldo Jimenez-esque right there. Yeah, but Ubaldo had a sub three ERA when he won a Cy Young. This guy's got a sub five ERA. Do you remember? That was our first year of this show that Ubaldo was good. Do you remember that? I Really? Loved, the Indians traded for him that year? I loved Ubaldo. I want to say it was the first year. I, I was I all saw, in on Ubaldo Jimenez. I saw a Facebook post on my memories. It was like... Tribes getting it. Ubaldo, welcome to Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) You were somehow fooled by the guy who pitched well in Colorado for no reason. So I'm watching this Mets team, you know, because I love I love Pete Alonzo. He's one of my he's one of my favorite young players. And obviously, you know, we know we know how I feel about. I am so excited to slurp up my favorite pitcher in baseball. I we know how I feel about Jacob DeGrom. You are aroused by Jacob DeGrom. Sugar Diaz might be one of the worst relief pitchers in baseball, and that includes Fernando Rodney, who just signed for the Houston Astros. Um, Hopefully we see him in the game so we can play the alarm. Brody Van Wagenen is probably the worst GM in Major League Baseball. Is that that fair to say? uh, I don't know the other GM's names well enough to counter, so sure, yes. I'll take the guy who cheated in Houston that doesn't have a job over this guy. And to put on top of that the fact that I get this buzz on my phone. I'm watching the Mets game because DeGrom's on the mound. And the announcers are like, yeah, we don't know where Ioannis Cespedes is. Nobody knows where he is. I'm like, nobody knows where he is. Nobody knows where he is. He's just gone. And apparently he packed up his bags and went home. Yep. He hit a bomb the other day. Yep. What the hell's going on? So here's the funny thing about this. In typical Mets fashion, I saw this on a tweet. I don't remember who it was, but... They said that the Mets were told by Cespedes and his agent the day before he packed up and left that he was opting out. And then they did the whole we can't find him thing. (laughs) So either Cespedes and his agent are lying or the Mets are lying. 
And who are you going to think is lying first? The Mets. Oh, I'm for sure. Well, and it's so funny because Cespedes doesn't really have a whole lot of credit in this situation either. Like, let's not forget. Mr. Fell into a hole. Mr. Fell AKA into a hole. Fighting with got like a, a fight with a wild boar. Yeah, like, what the hell is going on, dude? And he, oh, and now he's mad because he's worried because he doesn't think he's going to get playing time and reaches incentives. Bro, you stole $100 million from the New York Mets for doing nothing. And you want them to give you more money? I, the, the thing what are you, is just. The thing is just weird. It's just super weird. Brody's got to go. What's funny is it's weird, but it's not because it's the Mets. This is the most Mets thing that could have possibly happened, right? The news, Yoannis Cespedes has gone AWOL. Nobody can reach him by phone. He's not at his hotel room. He didn't show up for the game, yada, yada, yada. And then the the information trickles out. Well, the Mets maybe knew this. Maybe they're trying to make him look bad, right? Right. And it's like, that's a very Mets thing. The Mets try to make their players look bad if they try to kind of hurt them. This team needs a new owner more than I need a beer. They need a new owner five years ago. They need a new owner more than DeGrom needs another Cy Young. They need a new owner more than DeGrom needs run support. They need a new owner more than this show needs marketing. They need a new owner more than we need to get MLB extra innings back in here. Oh, please. I cannot watch this. We're never getting it. I cannot watch this Houston-Arizona game right now. It's not happening. That sucks. I asked in the, they were going to make us upgrade every box to the new boxes, which was going to cost an arm and a leg. So. Okay. You got a computer. You could put MLB TV up. Say la vie. Also, the Mariners are on if you wanted to watch that. For yeah, whatever reason. I want to wa- watch baseball, Mike. <laughs> hey, Kyle Lewis is good. The Angels are pitching. Or trying to. <laughs> Remember when someone la- like yelled at us for thinking the Angels starters were bad? <laughs> we were like, I I wasn't taking a shot at them. It's just I'm, a fact. I'm, I'm just telling you, yeah. like, name three starters on that team. You can't. Yeah, C.J. Wilson's retired. They're still paying him, but he's gone. You know what I mean? Pujols <laughs> can't pitch. Neither can Shohei Otani. Is Troy Gloss still there? <laughs> Not a pitcher, but maybe he can help. Troy Percival, just will it. Hey, he was good. Yeah. Paging Tim Zanon. And starting for the Anaheim Angels tonight, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, when we come back, let's get into Shohei Otani. And is he... Thank you for referencing <laughs> the best baseball movie and my favorite. Thank you. Well, now we have problems, but I have to go to break. When we come back, we might touch on that, but I don't know if it's worth touching on I that. Get, I get ripped on for loving that movie. and Accurately so. No, that movie is wonderful. Sure. It is a wonderful story about a foster kid finding a home. Sure. And it's got baseball related to it. Sure. It's a great movie. Yeah. I'm going to take Field of Dreams, Bull Durham. Yeah. I'm going to take both those over that. They're good movies too. Yeah. The lightning struck in the natural. Hell, okay. Holes has a better baseball, uh, baseball storyline than that. Take Shia LaDouche. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. We'll do all that next. Just this is the because hot of the cleats? Come on. On 1080, the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. As we were saying earlier, talking about the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, the LLA, the LAAA. Beautiful ballpark. You ever uh, been there before? Uh, I have not. It looks cool from TV. You oh. 
Mike's just waving at Randy. Yeah, Cooper. there's a whole family just like staring at us. I thought it, you were saying we're zoo animals, guys. I thought you were raising your hand like <laughs> they walked away, Patrick. I know. Just bang on the glass. We're just doing that for ourselves. Just doing it for radio. Well, I thought now you were, they're now they're looking in from the other window. I thought you were raising your hand, Mike, to that like question. I was like, no, that's no, not, no. That's I was not fully good for distracted radio. by the mom, daughter, son, dad combo, brother. Who Can were just I use the restroom, us. please? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Can I? They're like pointing in, like, can I come in the building? Like, no. <laughs> no, you have to you wear have a mask. You have a mask. Yeah, sorry, boomer. Um, <laughs> what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Anaheim, the Angel Stadium looks really cool. And the reason I really want to go there and see that is because of all of the uh, home runs. I've seen Mike Trout Robin center field. I'm like, that center field looks really cool. I'd also like to see a home run hitting the rocks over there as well. Yeah, that would I've be never, fun. I've never been to Southern California. Ever. Well, I've been to San Diego once. <clears throat> I've never been to the L.A. area in my life. So I've Oh, really? Oh, really. My dad was from there and uh, frequented it many, many, many times. My grandfather was the a cop, uh, the chief of police, and the mayor of San Fernando, California. Wow. Damn. Political, titles. political connections over here, Patrick. Yeah, P. Harris Sr. I mean, his name was Perry, but. Drain the swamp. <clears throat> He was a cool dude, so we went to California, California A all the time. Uh, no, you know those like big giant baseball caps that they have in front of the stadium. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. So, oh, I did see that. Yeah, so out in front of the Angel Stadium, they have these just gigantic Angels hats, and on the inside of them, they actually give you the real New Era size of the hat, like what it would be if it was an actual hat. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like five hundred and thirty-eight <laughs> and one fourths or something. So a like little that. snug on Barry Bonds. <laughs> No, it's still not big enough. Still not big enough. Well, speaking of the Angels, we're in kind of a tough spot here. I just saw this, a story just broke saying that Shohei Otani wants to pitch in 2021. And my question to you is, will he ever pitch again? Yeah, I think so. Because this isn't Tommy John, right? He's getting... He no, he's like coming a, off Tommy John. Yeah, but he has like a... It's like a shoulder muscle thing, right? Or pectoral or something, chest muscle. Isn't that what the injury is that he has? Uh, I, I heard forearm tightness. Oh, is that what it was? Wait, no. Yeah, I heard forearm tightness. Tommy Canley, I thought. Shohei. Shohei Otani. He has. Don't mind me. He was diagnosed with a grade one, two strain of the flexor pronator mass, which helps stabilize the elbow. So his elbow is effed again. Well, it's not Tommy John. It's not a UCL injury. Right. So, But he's having the issues. Also, grade one to two strain is lighter strain. Truth. Uh, so he is done for this year because it's a shortened season. I think he'll pitch again in 2021. Yeah. I mean, look, what was he best at? He was a better pitcher than hitter when he came in. Agreed. He's a good hitter. He's a pretty good hitter. He, he, he can hit with power. He's a little bit, you know, Vlad Guerrero swingy, right? He does a lot of that. But he's a little Vlad Guerrero swinging, you know, the, the first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. But not everyone. <laughs> I is know Vlad. what you mean. Like the loose, like I he can hit anything. Things, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but apparently he can't feel because he doesn't. He's a DH. He doesn't yes. play first. He doesn't play outfield. I think they DH him mostly because he was a pitcher because he they didn't want to <clears> get him <throat> tired. Right. Like DHing is a little bit less intensive, but he's a better pitcher. Or at least it, it would appear that he was a better pitcher. Mm. So unless the injuries become too much of an issue and he gets relegated to being a hitter, I think they want him to pitch because when he was good, he was really good. Yeah. And UCL happens to anybody, right? Tommy John can happen to anybody. Look at Strasburg, World Series MVP. 
But, you know, this is a problem. If, it, if it's going to keep happening, <clears throat> this is, you know, whatever. So maybe it is a forearm thing, whatever that flexor e- Either It's, it's an thing. arm thing. It's yeah. not a shoulder. It's, it's an arm close to your elbow. It's worrying. But I think he'll pitch again. Yeah. So I, I think he'll pitch again as well. Because he can um, still hit this year. Remember, he DH through the Tommy John. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he'll pitch again too. I, <clears throat> I kind of set it up to kind of backdoor you in this sense of hot. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what she said. <laughs> um, I, <clears throat> I am this close, and I mean, for those of you in Radio Land, I am this close. He's basically touching his fingers to believing that Shohei Otani will never be great. That and is, I could argue that in two years, we might not be talking about Shohei Otani. That is a possibility. I, I mean... I don't know if he can stay healthy. His last year in Japan, he didn't play because his foot. I think what's interesting, too, as a side note to this, and I'm not sure if this is truly indicative of this moving forward, because you've got the guy... um the guy in Tampa who pitches and hits, what's his name? Blake something. Um, you've got him too. And there's other guys coming up who, who can bum Gardner hits dingers. So does Granky. Um, just joking. Does Sorry. this put joking. a pause into the thought that you can have a great hitter slash pitcher that does both? I, I, I think it's, I think it's coming to me as the answer is no. I think in a game that has become so specialized, especially in pitching that, it's just too hard to do. Now, there's talk of potentially resting him and seeing him come out of the bullpen. And I'm like, I can't imagine that nightmare of you're playing Shohei Otani as the DH, but now he's the pitcher. So then if you pull him, say he like gives up a hit and you pull him, now you've got to bring in another position player and a pitcher and the navigation around that, I just think it's too difficult. Now, if there's anybody in baseball that can do it, it's Joe Madden. Maybe Kevin Cash as well. I think those guys can do it. But I just think it's too hard to navigate. Maybe he pitches every 10 games, 10 days, you know, and is not a regular rotation guy. So it's a weird, like, I just off think, and on six-man rotation I just think it, I just think it's too difficult to navigate. If you're not that good and it's putting you at extra injury risk and you're a decent enough hitter, what would you, what would you rather have... A, what would you rather have a two-way player do, hit or pitch? Pitch. If they were equal at both, what would you rather have them do? Pitch. Okay. You always need pitching. Right. I think the only thing I will say is I'm not sure that this ends the idea that that can work because there's no correlation that we know that him being a DH has caused his injuries. Right? Okay. I guess the only question I would have is most pitchers – 99.9% of pitchers after they start have four days off. Right. Now they do throwing and they do bullpen sessions and they sure. ramp themselves up. Otani had one day off, right? He would always not play the day before or after his start, but then he would DH the other two or three days, whatever that is. Um, was that DHing causing him strain or was it limiting his preparation as a pitcher because he was focused on hitting and therefore he wasn't able to get fully warmed up? Or think, is it just dumb luck? <clears throat> like, is it just bad luck? I think it's all of the above. I think it's just too hard. I mean, like, you're pitching a guy, but, I mean, he runs out of ground ball the first base, twists his ankle. Swings funny. Shoulder hurts. 
Sure, it's not his throwing arm, but shoulder hurts. You know, the the risk, I think the risk is just too much to put him out there, which is why he doesn't play in the field, because the last thing you want is him leaning to his right to grab a grounder and pulling his calf or his, you know, hamstring or something. But I think everything, I think all that stuff can still happen as a batter. I think, I think there's just too much at stake to try and do both. And I don't think Otani is a Bo Jackson or a Dion in terms of that athletic. I think it takes a special type of athlete to be able to constantly put that much strain on your body. You know, could you, like, Mike Trout might be one of the best athletes, if not the best athletes in Major League Baseball. Can he do that? Well, he's not a good pitcher. Well, but I, but I mean, like, can his body sustain it? I don't know that. I just wonder if you're against the eight ball from the get-go is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you might be. And that's I think that's a question that we we don't know the answer. That's what I'm trying to say is I don't know if what if him trying to be a two-way player is causing the injuries. My gut says it's not. My gut says UCL, Tommy John, is bad luck, right? Yeah. Players, pitchers get it. It's frequent all the time now, right? Um, this is related. Like Max Scherzer has never had it. And he just he's thirty five right. and a and he first ballot Hall of Fame. Really hard, and, yeah. You know he could he could have an ace. Verlander's the same way. Um, so you just get lucky. The the flexor strain is a little bit different because it is an arm injury based around the elbow, and I, that could be related to coming back from Tommy John, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're compensating with other muscles. Totally. Maybe you didn't do a good job of physical therapy strengthening up the elbow again. It's possible, and if that's the case, then that's not an injury problem as much as it is a, a physical therapy problem, in my opinion, at least at this point. There's really good stuff. If it keeps happening, well, then, yeah, then you've got more concerns. So I'm not willing to write it off yet. Okay. I think he'll come back and pitch again. Um, well, he was dynamite when he first came over and was pitching. He was good. He was terrible in his first two starts. He was like no outs, five walks, five runs in both of them. Like awful, awful. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I want him to be successful because he's a good story. And that's a really cool thing that you got a guy who does both. So I want him to be successful. So I hope I hope I'm right. I hope you're right too, and I hope I'm wrong. <clears throat> we come back, we have fair or foul, and then we'll wrap up this bad boy of the show. There's one half hour left, but first, there's Joe with sport. Is it fair? Oh my that's goodness! That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the... The Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. We got this text in on the uh, fan text line, 503-250-1080. Asking us, uh, Jesse asked us about a quick explanation of what a good and or elite advanced stats would be, like OBP or OPS, stuff like that, as uh, the great Vin Scully just kind of went, oh, God. Uh, I think that would be a fun topic for next week. Yeah, we were looking it yeah, up spend in the Yeah, a little break, time. Mike was saying some things, and I was kind of like, I got opinions on that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, what is the marker for good OPS? Because he asked that. I don't really know off the top of my head. So I was looking at last year's OPS leaders. I think it could be even fun to kind of look at, like, home runs even. And, I mean, we know average, but, but you know, on base percentage. And, right. You know. Like yeah, I think, I think we take 286 the- is, you know, eh. I think we percentage. Yeah, that's terrible. Promise. We've been down that road. Who? What? Is, what makes a good hitter? Oh, 300. 270. 300. 
300 is great. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, let's turn it over. Exactly. To, let's turn it over to the fantastic producer, Joseph Fisher, the third behind the glass. You're up, buddy. Uh, how great. Are going to try and trick us today, Joe? Yes. Uh, how great was it to hear that open, though, for the first time this season? It was nice. When I heard Vince Scully, I was like, is this where he goes? The OBP and the in search of. <laughs> I just love that call from the Diamondbacks guys. <clears throat> Peralta with a hit up the middle, and nobody noticed. <laughs> That was when uh, all the girls were at the game taking selfies oh, of, right, their, right, 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 right. of their churros and their hot dogs. The and whatnot. Here's yeah. my first bite. Here's my second bite. Yeah, they're all dead of COVID. <laughs> oh, God. Well, someone who's dead at the plate right now is a uh, former MVP. Ooh, yikes. Christian Yelich. Ooh, yikes. Uh, He's bad. Not, He's... Not, not swinging the stick too well, but is it so bad that fair or foul, he's batting less than 100? I think it's fair. I think he's hitting like <clears throat> 080. I think he's hitting 0.94. Like <laughs> 094. I think he's hitting 094. He's on Patrick's fantasy team, so he would know better than I. Yeah, okay. Um, Might give you the edge. He didn't play today. Thank God. Um, Got to reset the brain. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme. I'm not going to explain the meme, but it basically said, this is what happens because they showed an article that was posted why Christian Yelich is the best player in baseball and not Mike Trout. And Yelich is batting, I think, .094. I'm going to say fair. And it is fair. Mike, pretty damn close. He is batting .088. Oof. Poor guy. Oof. Christian Yelich needs some bangs on a trash can. I think he needs more than some bangs on the trash can. He needs a buzzer on his chest that he refuses to take his jersey off. Maybe for. he just needs some bangs at home. Who knows, dude? Bad tattoo. I think he's probably doing okay at that in that <laughs> world. He's Christian Yelich, man. Joe, did you just say bad tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> he's looking at the tattoo and like, damn it! My wife didn't want me to show you off making my chest. Jose Altuve joke. You know, bad tattoo. Oh, right, right, right. You right, say that right, one over his head a little bit. My bad, my bad, my bad. Hey, who? That's why a buzzer on the chest and one take a jersey on. All right. So from uh, one guy who can't swing the stick very well to one guy who is um, basically making guys swing their stick and miss completely. Uh, Shane Bieber. Yes. The Biebs. Shane Bieberino. <laughs> is that a nickname for him? Bieberino? No, they call him the Biebs. Okay. Um, so he has <laughs> 35 strikeouts See. this season. Um Three starts. That's a lot. Three starts. That's right. Um, He's going like seven, eight innings every time, too. That's 11 points some per start. So 35 strikeouts. Fair or foul, no pitcher has more than 25. The next closest. In three starts? No, like this year. Oh, this year? Yeah, so far. Yes. This season, does anybody else? I want to say that somebody has 30 or 28, and I don't know who that would be. But I remember looking at, because I was looking at Bieber yesterday or earlier today, and I saw the list. And I don't remember who it was behind him, but I think someone has 28. So I'm going to say foul. I saw an interview with Chris Antonetti, who's the GM and VP for Cleveland. And they asked him, Shane Bieber has to do what to win the Cy Young? And he said, stay healthy, and they give out a Cy Young. Um, Probably true. I'm going to go the opposite of Mike, and let us I'm just going to pretend and float my own ego that Biebs is that much better than everyone else. That would be nice, but it's not true. Damn it. Mike's very own Sonny Gray. 
Second. You know what? There are a few things in baseball that I love more right now than Sonny Gray pitching well. Second in the majors with 28 strikeouts, Mike. <laughs> hey. And it's your boy. My memory serves me well. Look, it's your boy. Look, I'm happy Sonny Gray is pitching well in Cincinnati. I hate that he sucked for the Yankees, but not everybody can pitch in New York, and I understand that. He's got a little soft, fragile ego, and that's okay. Oh my God. Nobody in Cincinnati cares about baseball, Look at so him. he'll He's be fine. He's taking shots at like one of the top five pitchers in baseball right now. Sodium levels through the roof right now. Yeah, <laughs> right? Jeez. Well, that's okay. The guys, the guy we traded to the A's uh, didn't pan out, and they traded him already. So. I remember when you guys snagged him too. I was like, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, glad well, he's pitching well. Too bad that he's a uh, little B. I'm glad he's pitching <laughs> well. Jesus, Mike. How's Jay Happ working out for you? Yeah. God, he's terrible. <laughs> Get him off my team. You know, I'm going to look this up. I don't know if the Orioles even have 28 strikeouts combined <laughs> between their starters and Penn. I mean, I, I know Alex Cobb has been somewhat decent. Chris Davis them. might have 28 strikeouts. Oh, you mean pitching them. Yeah, my I bad. mean, it's quite possible. Either. I don't think Chris Davis is playing every day. So. <laughs> hey. He had a sec- he had a hit in the second game of the season, all right? It hey, he's like- got one, Mike. He's on the board. <laughs> it took him like 15 games Put last year board. to get to that. <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> all right, going from good pitchers to really bad pitchers. Arizona Diamondbacks. Really bad <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks? Yeah. Oh, not- they've been bad. Not doing so hot. The Very D-bags. Yes, the D-bags. I mean, D-backs. Uh, oh, the D-bags. So they have uh, five uh, starters in their rotation. That's usually how it goes. You got a future Hall of Famer down there, too. Fair foul. The Diamondbacks have three starters with an ERA above six. I'm going to go ahead and say fair. And the reason I say that is only based on the game that we were watching. (laughs) Where Robbie Ray, who is one of their better starters, had given up six runs to the Astros in four innings. The score is 12 to six. Arizona, by, by the way. Um, is that Homer Bailey coming in out of the bullpen? The answer is yes, Michael. Well, it's Bailey, but is it Homer? Bailey? Mike, pay attention, please. I am. Um, I'm trying to figure out if Homer Bailey is pitching for the Astros, who have no bullpen. I'm gonna say. I'm. All, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna be the positive guy. I'm gonna today. say fair. I'm gonna say foul that they can't be that bad. That's not Homer Bailey. He's got a beard. They can't be that bad. I'm gonna say foul. Fair. All right. So here we go. Uh, Robbie Ray, who you mentioned, ERA, 9.45 in three starts. Wowza. Oh, baby, that's a big number. Luke Weaver. Oh, my old boy. Both of us loved him. (laughs) In two starts. Can you imagine if he was good with Jack Flaherty and Dakota Hudson and Mikolas? Like, they'd be really good. In two starts, 14.73 ERA. In Mad Bum. 7.04. 7.04. So they have three pitchers with an above ERA of seven, not six. What are six. the other two starters doing? Their third They're best actually pitch. pretty good. Their um, third best pitcher is an ERA in double digits. Merrill Kelly, two games he started, uh, 2.63 ERA, and Zach Gallen, 2.7 ERA. Wow. Seems like those guys got to be starting more often. Yeah, probably. Give them the Cy Young treatment. Throw them out every other day. All right, and on to our last one. Flipping my paper over. Thank you, Jim Rome. Fair or foul? Only one player in the MLB has an on-base percentage above 500 so far this season. Whoa. And extra credit if you can guess who that is. OBP. Oh, well, 
fair then, because you just spoiled it by saying guess who it is. Oh? Is it? Yeah, I think you just spoiled it. Um, Did I? <laughs> I think you're trying to recover now. Who's over 500 OBP right now? Is there anybody over 500? Somebody who's hitting, someone who's getting some walks and not striking out a ton. I mean, my first thought is LeMahieu because he's on base machine. Um, my second thought is Kyle Lewis because he's an on base machine. He is top 10 in the league in average, but yeah. it is uh, not him. I mean, uh, who knows? There might not be anybody, Mike. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this. Is it a twin? Is there a twin who's on base? Oh! Yes, and it's Max Kepler. No, I don't think it's Max Kepler. Finally. I think Max Kepler is batting like 187. Uh, I believe there is, yes, one player bat, uh, with an on-base percentage over 500, and his name is Dansby Swanson. He has been good. Foul on the players that you guessed. Fair. Yeah, okay, I did give it away. There is one person above 500. Because um, he had a hit streak. I'll try and give a hint. One of your favorite players that me? used to play for the Indians. Excuse me, Spiders. Uh, they used to play? Used to play for the Spiders. Jason Kipnis? No. He can't be Kipnis. <laughs> he doesn't no. play. He said plays. Uh, yikes. Michael and, Brantley. Yep. Uh, OBP of 514. And you know who's second? Carlos Correa, 478. So Is the, Kepler up there? Uh, I'll have to the look. The stat from yesterday was Kepler had five at-bats. He had a home run and four walks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. But I'm pretty sure I saw him because we played them, and he was batting like 165. Uh, every time I've seen it, it's been him doing well, but that's highlights for you. That's fair foul. Thank you, Joe. There you go. That's me crumpling up the paper. Adios. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. As mentioned earlier, Timbers won today, which puts them into the finals of the MLS is back tournament. That'll be on Tuesday. I've got to work. Yeah, why the long? Put it on the weekend, guys. Yeah, Where's I don't that? know. I don't know. I got to work. Make it a Sunday night game. Which isn't awesome because I really want to watch that game. But is there any day less appealing than Tuesday? Yeah, it is a pretty unappealing sports day. Yeah, Tuesday's rough. In that sense, though, it does mean that <clears throat> if you want to watch big sports, then the MLS will get the eyeballs, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think technically Monday is a pretty bad day for sports. However, we've been so accustomed to Monday night football for decades and decades that it's made that. But if Monday night football never existed, we'd look at Monday pretty bad. Yeah, probably. Because you'd come off the weekend, you'd be like, I watched this golf tournament, I watched college football, the NBA just started, and Major League Baseball's in playoffs, and hockey just started, and then you get to Monday, and you're like, okay, I gotta go back to work, I can't really focus on sports. Monday, though, has become also the home of the national championship in college football and in college basketball. Usually that Monday is, true. is the day for the title. That game. is true. Final Four game is on Saturday, because it gets the eyeballs of the day. And uh, the Natty on Monday. That yep. is correct. Same but way. but I do wonder, is that because the NFL created Monday Night Football? No, you know what I, I mean, I think it's because of what you're saying is Monday is a day with not much. So if you put yourself on Monday, everyone will watch you. 
Like you just came off a high on the sports weekend. You're like, ooh, an extra day, mm-hmm. like a free day of sports. Yeah. I think that's probably more it. I hate sports on Wednesday, but that's just a personal bias. Because you're here late. Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch it on mute on yeah, the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch it somewhere. I got to watch two-thirds of the Timbers game today with my homeboy. Yeah, I was watching it in here. I had the I was co-hosting with Rob, but I put it in my right ear so I could hear mm-hmm. the game in my right ear oh, and nice. Rob in my left ear. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, God, the Timbers look amazing. They look great. And what's funny is when the regular season started pre-COVID, their first two games looked dreadful. They looked really bad. They Pre-COVID? Lost, yeah, the first oh, two games. Yeah. They lost the first game and then barely beat Nashville, who was new. I know. Nothing. I watched I watched it and I was like, well, at least we'll have the number one pick. I mean, like literally, we were looking, we were looking around at each other, just being like, "Oh wow, I didn't know we were going to be this bad." Yeah, and then this this tournament starts, and you beat the Galaxy, and you beat tie Houston LAFC. bad, and you tie LAFC, and then you got this the stupid penalties against Cincinnati. But sure. you're you're like walking your way through the bracket here a little bit, and you're just like, this team's really good. Yeah, and Gio Savarese is really good as a man. That's what it is. That's what it is. I think I think Gio is just out planning everyone you know against cincinnati he just i was like listening i hate taylor twelman but he made it he made a very good point he was like geo just basically said push all the cincy guys out to the side and they won't be able to they won't be able to do anything and it worked yeah and clogged the middle and then tonight he's looking at <clears throat> he's looking at uh <clears throat> excuse me and then tonight he's bringing the back line a little more forward so they don't sit as far back. And I just, I think he and and it's who he's starting. He's not starting Diego Valeri, and then Valeri comes off the bench and five minutes in scores a goal. Like, sure, some he of that's an Andy Polo and he scores a wonder goal. Yeah, two minutes later. yeah, and and even today, even today, the, uh, the 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 Polish kid had the chance to dump it to Niasgoda had the chance to dump it to Polo for a clear shot and it just didn't quite hit. But right before that, he nutmegged the defender and got into the box. Yeah. Niaz Gode is really good, yeah. by the way. Gio just has this way. Sure, some of it's luck, but Gio's got the he knows what to do. And that it was reminds one. it reminds me when Caleb first when Caleb Porter was here and Caleb first started doing the counter. And the counter was huge because we were seeing it on the world stage too. Uh the Euros, you know, France was France was kind of coming at everybody because uh, they had the counterattack because their guys were so fast, and that kind of switched into kind of play around the world. And <clears throat> Caleb did that, and we came out of nowhere as the five seed to win an MLS Cup. Gio is kind of doing stuff like that that people aren't thinking of, and he's getting, and he's his subs are hitting, and his formations are hitting. It's it's wonderful to watch. It's been a lot of fun, and it does a lot of good. Because I've, I've watched more MLS than I ever have because of this tournament. And I, I mostly just watch the Timbers, but I've had some games on. Tournament's been fun. It's been fun. The Timbers in in Blanco and Valeri have two of the best players in the league. And they're never really... I mean, I know Valeri won MVP a couple years ago, but they're never really talked about as two right. of the best. You know, you've got Vela for LAFC who didn't play in the tournament. And, you know, there's a couple other players that, that are always talked about as being really, really star players. Blanco is incredible, and he's like an annoying little gnat. Yeah, everyone that everybody hates probably him. hates because everyone he, flop, hates him. he flops a lot and he complains. Complains constantly. a lot, uh, little man syndrome. Yeah, he's a little like for me. It was Kevin Euclid, right? Like I hated Euclid and the Red Sox, but I'm sure Red Sox fans loved him, right? Mm-hmm. 
Timbers, anyone who's not a Timbers fan hates Blanco. I mean, even Timbers fans are kind of like, ugh, yeah, Stop rolling up. around. My buddy ground. Ryan is like, ugh, is he on the ground again? But then he has an assist in the goal, and you're like, we love you, Blanco. He had an assist in every game this tournament except for today because he scored a goal instead. Yep. He also scored a goal other games as well. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's had an assist in I, every game. I will say, I think Nia's good is really good. And he came over from Legia Warsaw in Poland, mm-hmm. who was the top team in that country. Now, Poland's not a great league. Right. But they are a, mm-hmm. a Champions League team frequently because they always finish in first. And he scored a ton for them. And he's coming off the bench because of Bobas, he can't stop scoring. Yeah. But Ebo's got five goals this yeah, tournament. He's really good. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, if they do do a, a season or next year, if you see two up front. Ebo and Niazgoda. I'd love it. Because Niazgoda is so good. Now, I know that kind of messes with you because you play the wingers and, you know, Blanco's out on the left. Right, right. Everybody has, like, a false nine unless you have a true nine. Yeah, I I feel like if you put them there and you do, maybe Valeri plays a little wider with Blanco in in the second line. If Valeri plays, to be honest. He's still really good, Patrick. I know. But he's he's shown he's a little more impactful off the bench. Hmm. I'm not sure I'm ready to say that yet. I'm not sure if I am either. Also, I Diego just, Char is a god. <clears throat> Diego Char is a god. Um, that's the statue we need to erect outside Providence Park. Uh, I just want to see Ebo play well because maybe he could sneak his way into Star for America. That's what I'd really like to see. All right. We'll be back next week to talk some more baseball and uh, maybe celebrate uh, the MLS champion, Portland Timbers. Really. Uh, we'll give you an update on the Houston Suckos and see what their batting average is like. Plus, we'll chat a little, like, what's OPS look good? Like, how do you judge stats on if a player's really good? And another one came in, maybe fantasy baseball strategy on a shortened season? Okay. Because I don't think any of us know what to do. Yeah, I haven't really <clears throat> changed a lot yet. So yeah. far, it's going okay. But... And I'm ready to, like, blow it all up. <laughs> so we can do all that next week. Also, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. Forish, that's Mike Lynch. I'm Patrick Harris. Joe Fish behind the glass. Go do something I would do. But don't blow up your fantasy team. Not quite yet. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.